0: Welcome to today's episode of the Dr. Ward Bond show. Before we get started, please remember to head over to iTunes after the show and give us a 5-star rating and a quick review. I want to thank you ahead of time for making our show great, and I also encourage you to check out my show page at drwardbond.com. Now, on with today's show. This week's episode is brought to you by BrightCore Nutrition, the makers of Revive multi-collagen product for healthy joints, bones, and skin. Visit BrightCore Nutrition at MyBrightCore.com or give them a call at 888-393-1887 and ask for the Dr. Ward Bond Show special. Well, to this week's program, we're going to talk about the harmful drugs in our water supply. There is a vast array of pharmaceuticals, including antibiotics, anticonvulsants, mood stabilizers, sex hormones, have all been found in the drinking water supplies of at least over 50 million Americans, and this was going back to an AP, uh, the Associated Press, investigation. And what, but what they have found is that the presence of so many prescription drugs and over-the-counter medicines like acetaminophen and ibuprofen in so much of our drinking water is heightening worries among scientists of long-term consequences to human health. And in the course of a five-month inquiry, the AP discovered that drugs have been detected in the drinking water supplies of 24 major metropolitan areas, from Southern California to Northern New Jersey, anywhere from Detroit down to Houston, Texas, while the water providers rarely disclose, and get this, water providers rarely disclose results of pharmaceutical screenings unless pressed. And this is what the Associated Press had found. So, for example, the head of a group representing Major California uh, Supplier said that the public doesn't know how to interpret the information and might be unduly alarmed. So, how do the drugs get into our water supply? So, t- take a listen to this. So, people take pills. Their bodies absorb some of the medication, but the rest of it passes through and is flushed down the toilet. Now, the wastewater is treated before it's discharged in the reservoirs, the rivers, or the lakes. But then, some of the water is then cleansed again at drinking water treatment plans and piped to consumers. But most treatments do not, listen to this, do not remove all drug residue. And while researchers do not yet understand the exact risk, from decades of persistent exposure to random combinations of low levels of pharmaceuticals, Recent studies have shown that they have gone virtually unnoticed by the general public and have found alarming effects on human cells and wildlife. Uh, The uh, U.S. uh, Environmental Protection Agency has stated that they recognize that it is a growing concern and we're taking it very seriously. Well, if we look at the history of the EPA, for them to take this seriously, I pretty much doubt that. But uh, you can say anything in the press that you want to, uh, to give peace to the public. But to me, action speaks louder than words. While well, the members of the Associated Press National Investigative Team reviewed hundreds of scientific reports, analyzed federal drinking water databases, visited environmental study sites and treatment plants, and interviewed more than 230 officials, academics, and scientists. They also surveyed the nation's 50 largest cities and a dozen other major water providers, as well as smaller community water providers in all 50 states. Now, here are some of the key test results obtained in their investigation. Officials in Philadelphia said testing there discovered 56 pharmaceuticals or byproducts in treated drinking water, including medicines for pain, Infection, high cholesterol, asthma, epilepsy, mental illness, and heart problems. 63 pharmaceuticals or byproducts were found in the city's watersheds. Also, anti-epileptic and anti-anxiety medications were detected in a portion of the treated drinking water for 18.5 million people in Southern California. Researchers at the U.S. uh, Geological Survey analyzed That their uh, Passaic Valley Water Commission drinking water treatment plant, which serves almost a million people in northern New Jersey, and found a metabolized angina medicine, that's a heart medication, and the mood-stabilizing medication in the drinking water. So this should be alarming to all of us. Also, a sex hormone was detected in San Francisco's drinking water supply. That's dangerous. And we could go on to a whole new show just talking about sex hormones in nature and how they can manipulate the DNA in our body. Also, the drinking water for Washington, D.C. and surrounding areas tested positive for six pharmaceuticals. I'm sure that they were probably whole antidepressants knowing it was Washington, D.C. Uh, three medications, also including an antibiotic, were found in the drinking water supplied to Tucson, Arizona. Now, the situation is undoubtedly worse than suggested by the positive test results in the major population centers documented by the ap now the federal government does not require any testing and hasn't set safety limits for drugs in water of the 62 major water providers contacted the drinking water for only 28 were tested now among the 34 that weren't at this time were houston chicago miami baltimore phoenix boston and new york city's department of environmental protection which delivers water to nine well over nine million people now some providers screen only one or two pharmaceuticals leaving open the possibility that others are present now the ap's investigation also indicates that watersheds the natural sources of most of the nation's water supply also were contaminated tests show Our tests were conducted in the watersheds of 35 of the 62 major providers surveyed by the AP, and pharmaceuticals were detected in 28 of those 62. Now, the officials in six of those 28 metropolitan areas said that they did not go on to test their drinking water. So, Fairfax, Virginia, uh, Montgomery County in Maryland, Omaha, Nebraska, Oklahoma City, Santa Clara, California, and New York City. Now, the New York State Health Department and the USGS tested the source of the city's water. Now, they found trace concentrations of heart medicine, infection fighters, estrogen, anticonvulsants, mood stabilizers, and tranquilizers. Now, if you think about these drugs that they listed in their investigation... These are extremely common in everyday life, and there's many people who probably take every single one of those. And all of these are entering our food supply or our water supply. Food supply is a whole other story. All right. City water officials have declined repeated requests for an interview. Now, in a statement, they insisted that the New York City's drinking water continues to meet all federal and state regulations regarding drinking water quality in the watershed and the distribution system now regulations that do not address trace pharmaceuticals that is something that they never test now in several cases officials at municipal and regional water providers told the ap that pharmaceuticals had not been detected but the ap obtained the results of tests conducted by independent researchers that showed otherwise now for example Water department officials in New Orleans said that their water had not been tested for pharmaceuticals, but a Tulane University researcher and the students have published a study that found that the pain reliever naproxen, which is commonly known as Aleve, the sex hormone estrone, and the anti-cholesterol drug byproduct has been found in the treated drinking water. So think about that. Uh, if you live in New Orleans, you may not, uh, you could end up being pain free just by drinking the water. Who knows? But at the same time, that's a very dangerous situation when you have the sex hormone estrogen in the water. And think about who drinks the water not just women, but boys and men as well, as well as uh, babies, toddlers, and adolescents. So this is a dangerous situation. Now, of the 28 major metropolitan areas where the tests were performed on the drinking water supplies, Only Albuquerque, New Mexico, Austin, Texas, and Virginia Beach, Virginia, said their tests were negative. Um, Also, too, Arlington, Texas acknowledged that traces of a pharmaceutical were detected in its drinking water, but cited post-9-11 security concerns in refusing to identify the drug. Well, to me, it should be public knowledge what is in our drinking water, You know, they always test our drinking water to make sure that it doesn't have harmful uh, toxins in it, Uh, you know, things like arsenic uh, or mercury. But we need to know what type of pharmaceuticals are flowing through our water supply. Now, the AP also contacted 52 small water providers, one in each state and two each in Missouri and Texas. Now, that serves the communities with populations of around 25,000. All but one said that their drinking water had not been screened for pharmaceutical drug residue. Officials in Emporia, Kansas refused to answer AP's questions, citing post-9-11 issues. Boy, if you really want to skate an issue, just bring up 9-11 and you don't have to answer a thing. Go figure. Now, rural consumers who draw water from their own wells aren't in the clear either, according to experts. Now, the Shroud Water Research Center in Avondale, Pennsylvania, measured water samples from New York City's upstate watershed for caffeine. Believe it or not, testing for caffeine in your water, a common contaminant that scientists often look for as a possible signal for the presence of other pharmaceuticals. Though more caffeine was detected at suburban sites, the researchers were surprised by the relatively high levels of caffeine, even in less populated areas. Now, some researchers suspect it escapes from failed uh, septic systems or septic tanks. If you live in a suburban area that may be on a septic system, maybe you live out in the country and you have a septic system, it's always good to know how old that septic system is and what type of tank that holding water is entering in and if there's been a leak. Uh, But those things need to be tested for other drugs as well. Uh, They've stated that the septic systems are essentially small treatment plants that are essentially unmanaged and therefore tend to fail. Now, even users of bottled water. And how many of us drink bottled water on a daily basis and think we're okay? But just think about the users of bottled water and the home filtration systems not necessarily avoiding exposure. Now, the bottlers, some of which simply repackage tap water, do not typically treat or test for pharmaceutical drug residue. And this is according to the industry's main trade group. Now, the same goes for the makers of home filtration systems. Contamination is not confirmed to the United States or not confined to the United States, but more than a hundred different pharmaceuticals have been detected in lakes, rivers, reservoirs, streams throughout the world. So, the studies have detected pharmaceuticals in waters throughout Asia, Australia, Canada, and Europe, even in Swiss lakes, which are breathtakingly beautiful, as well as the North Sea. Now, for example, in Canada, a study of 20 Ontario drinking water treatment plants by a national research institute found nine different drugs in water samples, Japanese health officials in December called for human health impact studies after detecting prescription drugs in drinking water at seven different sites. Now, in the United States, the problem isn't confined to surface waters. Pharmaceuticals also permeate aquifers deep underground, source of 40% of the nation's water supply. Federal scientists who drew water in 24 states from the aquifers Near-contaminated sources, such as landfills and animal feedlots, found uh, small levels of hormones, antibiotics, and other drugs. This is infiltrating all of America. It is infiltrating every human in this country. This is, should be uh, a national, well, it is a national epidemic, but it, we need to, to focus on this a lot more. Everybody drinks water. Everybody needs water, and that type of, and all of that water is being used for other products as well. So who knows where all of this residue is ending up at? But we know one thing: it's ending up in our body. Now, perhaps it's because Americans have been taking drugs and flushing them. Listen to this: flushing them unmetabolized or unused in growing amounts. And this is also a concern because we have to think about our digestive system. That when we take things in our body may not use it to its full capacity or its full benefit. And for those of you who do take medications, medications, you know, just because you swallow a pill doesn't mean your body is taking in 100% of that medication. Some of it will be used, the rest of it will pass through the body and end up in our water supply. So over the past, uh, I think now it's been over 12 years, the number of U.S. prescriptions have risen over 20% to uh, a record, oh uh, my gosh, probably over $5 billion or more, or, or 5 billion prescriptions, while non-prescription drug purchases held steady of around $4 billion, and this is according to the IMS Health and the Nielsen Company. Now, people think that if they take a medication, their body absorbs it and it disappears. But of course, that's not the case. Even the EPA knows this is not the case, and it was... First drawn, the attention was first drawn to the issues of pharmaceuticals in the water here in the United States before they started searching the, uh, the rest of the countries of the world. Now let's look at some of the drugs. Now including the cholesterol fighters, tranquilizers, anti-epileptic medications, um, resist modern drinking water and wastewater treatment processes. Think of that. Resisting modern treatment processes. Plus, the EPA says that there is no sewage treatment systems specifically engineered to remove pharmaceutical drugs. This should be an absolute outrage just because you're going to protect us from arsenic and mercury and maybe other poisons. Pharmaceutical drugs are poisons and they are toxic to the system. And just think, maybe you don't have high blood pressure, but you may be getting residue of drugs in our water supply that were there to treat high blood pressure. But the list goes on and, and that's just minor. I mean, I'm more concerned with the sex hormones or the this you know, the all of the types of uh, hormonal replacement therapies that women use, things that are in our food supply, that end up in our water supply. And if you're changing up hormones or hormones entering your body that should not be there, there is major, major changes gonna go into your body and that is an explosive uh, episode for another day. And I can tell you one thing, that, that would hit, hit national news. All right, now let's look at some of the technologies. Now, a lot of people like reverse osmosis. It's because reverse osmosis removes virtually all pharmaceutical contaminants, but is very expensive for large-scale use and leaves several gallons of polluted water for every one that is made drinkable. So technically that is not gonna be cost saving for any city uh, in, in, in America. There's another issue. There's evidence that adding chlorine, and we all know about dechlorinated chlorinated water, a common process in conventional drinking water treatment plants makes some pharmaceuticals more toxic. That's even alarming. Who would ever thought that chlorine alone can actually make it more toxic? Well, human waste isn't the only source of contamination. We have cattle, for example. They're given ear implants that provide a slow release of Trimbalone. This is an antibiotic steroid uh, used for some bodybuilders, which causes cattle to bulk up. But not all of the Trimbalone circulating in a steer is metabolized. Now, a German study showed that 10% of the steroid passed right through the animals, and guess where it goes? Right into the water supply. While the water sampled downstreams of a Nebraska feedlot had steroid levels four times as high as the water taken upstream. Now, male fathead minnows living in that downstream area had low testosterone levels and small heads. Also, other veterinarian drugs may also play a big role here. Pets are now treated for arthritis cancer, heart disease, they're treated for diabetes, allergies, and dementia, and even obesity. And sometimes the same drugs are used in humans, so they just give them to the animals. Now, the inflation-adjusted value of veterinarian drugs rose by over 10% and is now well over $5 billion over the past five years, and according to an analyst of data from the Animal Health Institute, um, they, they actually, the AP actually asked the pharmaceutical industry whether the contamination of water supplies is a problem, and the, the officials, believe it or not, uh, will tell you no. And this is what they actually had to say. Based on what we know now, we would say we find there's little or no risk from pharmaceuticals in the environment to human health. Well, pharmaceutical industries are never going to tell us the truth, plain and simple. So, We can just say that that is one big fat lie. Now, the drug maker Merck and Company said that there's no doubt about it, that pharmaceuticals are being detected in the environment, and there is genuine concern that these compounds in the small concentrations that they're at could be causing impacts to human health or to aquatic organisms. At least somebody can tell the truth, and we know just by the studies that are out there this is the truth. So, recent laboratory research also found that small amounts of medications have affected human embryonic kidney cells, human blood cells, and human breast cancer cells, and the cancer cells proliferated too quickly, and the kidney cells grew too slowly, and the blood cells showed biological activity associated with inflammation. Also, pharmaceuticals and waterways are damaging wildlife across the nation and across the globe research shows and notably male fish are being feminized creating egg yolk proteins a process usually restricted to females and pharmaceuticals also are affecting the species at a foundation of the pyramid of life such as earthworms and uh, in the wild and the zooplankton in the laboratory and more of these studies are coming about now think about this if we have Drugs in our water supply, if we have hormones in our water supply, and they're even noticing male fish are becoming more feminized, ladies and gentlemen, I don't think I have to spell it out for you, but I think you can figure it out. We have a major problem in this country. And nature, if you're going to sin against nature, you're going to sin against man, and you're going to make a lot of changes that should not be going on. Now, this brings a question. And I should say that some scientists stress that the research is extremely limited. And, of course, they're going to say that there's too many unknowns, which is why more research is needed. They say, though, that the documented health problems in wildlife are disconcerting. And I would say so. Whatever happens in wildlife will trickle down to the human race. So it brings a question to people's minds that if the fish were affected, might there be a potential problem for humans? Well, an EPA research biologist told the AP it could be that the fish are just sensitive because of their physiology or something, but they haven't gotten far enough along. Well, you put drugs into a water supply where fish are, and the fish will act accordingly. Think about it. If we're taking drugs for our body, our bodies are going to act according to whatever that drug is trying to do. Same thing's going to go and do the same thing in wildlife it did not matter if it's going to be on land or in the water now right now they're looking at uh, doing more studies on the effects of drugs in the water and here's the thing what they did 15 years ago in trying to study the drugs in the water think about trying to study even the new drugs in the water supply today so it's just an accumulative effect that's just going to get worse And I really don't see how we could actually get out of this uh, vicious cycle. Now, money plays a big role in this, which is why everybody's going to be passing blame to one or the other, or just simply just deny that it ever happened. So the thing is, is that the EPA, they have been working on trying to develop many new methods to detect and quantify the pharmaceuticals and wastewater. They realize that they have a limited amount of data on the concentrations, and they have to continue on to learn more. Uh, the EPA had analyzed well over uh, 300 pharmaceuticals for possible inclusion on a draft list of candidates for regulation under the Safe Drinking Water Act, um, one, believe it or not, nitroglycerin. How many remember nitroglycerin, the little tablet that uh, people would put under their tongue in case they felt a heart attack was coming on or they may have a, a feel a heart pain? Well, nitroglycerin is definitely on the list. Nitroglycerin can be used, again, as I just stated, a drug for heart problems. But the key reason is it's being considered for its widespread use and, of course, making explosives. So, so much is unknown and many independent scientists are skeptical that trace concentrations will ultimately prove to be harmful to humans. Confidence about human safety is based largely on studies that poison lab animals with much higher amounts, and there's growing concern in the scientific community, meanwhile, that certain drugs or combinations of drugs may harm humans over decades because the water, Unlike most specific foods, it's consumed in sizable amounts every single day. Now, our bodies may shrug off a relatively big one-time dose yet suffer from a smaller amount delivered continuously over half a century, perhaps subtly stirring up allergies or nerve damage. Think about the pregnant women. The elderly, the very ill, might be more sensitive to all of this drug residue entering our water supply. Now, many concerns about the chronic low-level exposure focus on certain drug classes. Chemotherapy that can act as a powerful poison, hormones that can hamper reproduction and development, medicines for depression and epilepsy can damage the brain or change behavior, and antibiotics can allow human germs to mutate into more dangerous forms and pain relievers And blood pressure diuretics is another class of drugs that must be looked into. So for several decades, federal environmental officials and non-profit watchdog watchdog environmental groups have focused on regulating contaminants, the pesticides, lead, the PCBs, which are present in higher concentrations and clearly pose a health risk. However, some experts say medications may pose a unique danger because Unlike most pollutants, they were crafted to act on the human body. So these are chemicals that are designed to have a very specific effect at very low concentrations. And that's what pharmaceuticals simply do. So when they get out into the environment, it should not be a shock to people that they have effects. Even zoologists today are researching these effects based even on the animals that they are studying because they need to study these trace hormones, these heart medicines, and other drugs that are entering into wildlife. And while drugs are tested to be safe for humans, the time frame is usually over a matter of months, not a lifetime. Pharmaceuticals also can produce side effects and interact with other drugs at normal medical dosage. That's why, aside from therapeutic doses of fluoride injected into uh, portable water supplies, pharmaceuticals are described to people who need them. Now, not delivered to everyone in their drinking water. Now, we know that we are being exposed to other people's drugs through our drinking water, and that definitely can't be good. So, you're probably thinking, well, how do I protect myself from that? Right now, there's not much we can really do with it, except we need to eat as organic as possible where is that water coming from to feed and water those crops we're going to cover um, a multi-level of the different types of water filtration uh, in an upcoming episode and hopefully we can find something that may be able to reduce our risk as much as possible against these harmful drugs in our water supply so right now i want to thank you for listening today's program If you have not subscribed, don't miss an episode. Just look up the Dr. Ward Bond Show on iTunes, Spotify, or any streaming service and hit that subscribe button. And now you can even tell Alexa, play the Dr. Ward Bond Show podcast. So please do do us a favor, take 30 seconds rate the show on iTunes, and it really helps spread the word and makes our show better for you, so it is greatly appreciated. You can learn more more about me at drwardbond.com, and remember, ladies and gentlemen, something spectacular happens when you treat your body right. Have a blessed day, everyone.